Welcome to The Missing Link, a podcast where crypto and insurance come together. I'm Dan Roberts, and my co-host is Danielle Wall-Elliott. Whether you're in crypto, traditional finance, or in need of a new podcast, The Missing Link will help you explore the vital role that insurance plays in crypto and how blockchain will disrupt insurance. Join us on our journey to find The Missing Link. Hi, everyone. Uh, great to be here. Welcome to the Missing Link podcast. Um, I am Dan Roberts, CEO of Names. I'm joined uh, by CEO Danielle. Uh, we are kicking off this podcast uh, not because we uh, thought there were, uh, weren't enough podcasts in the world, uh, but more because there weren't enough uh, podcasts on crypto and insurance, a growing area uh, in uh, our beloved crypto space um, that we wanted to shine light on, particularly over the you know profound, uh, interesting new projects coming out in the space. Um, so we thought, as Names is uh, building a digital insurance marketplace, that we could spotlight some of those marketplace participants, um, educate the uh, insurance space as to what blockchain and crypto and new risks are emerging from that space. Uh, but also educate the crypto space in uh, how insurance can play a role uh, and what the traditional insurance uh, landscape are doing to engage with this new environment. Um, I am also co-founder at Names. Uh, I kicked the project off uh, about three and a half years ago uh, with my co-founder, Ted, Theodore Georges, uh, our CTO. Uh, and then over the last couple of years, we've been uh, very uh, grateful and lucky to bring in some uh, excellent minds, both in crypto uh, and insurance, uh, one of which is very much my co-host, Missing Link co-host, Danielle Wall. So um, great to have you here, Danielle. Uh, over to you. Yeah, I'm so excited to be starting this podcast, The Missing Link. You know, we have realized it's not so easy to describe, you know, what it is that we're doing at Names uh, in these elevator pitches or or short clips. So uh, really digging in here and able to, you know, discuss how or why crypto needs insurance and also the inverse, why insurance, you know, can, can benefit from blockchain technology. Um, my background is in crypto. I worked at a crypto exchange shapeshift for six years before joining names. Um, I've been at names for a year now and, you know, we're really focused on becoming a scalable, mature product at this point. You know, the team has done so much foundation work and, and laid the groundwork for us to become successful. So we're right there at, uh, about to launch our product, um, and really, you know, We'll dig into how how crypto can uh, really benefit from insurance and and promote the mass adoption of crypto. For sure, no pressure uh, for our upcoming launch. <laughs> um, so yeah, excited to yeah, like I say, be showcasing some of our early partners that are running these uh, kind of early adopter uh, programs and different types of risk, and we'll we'll certainly get there. Um, before we move forward, uh, we wanted to give a major notable mention to our podcast partner, Mana Search. Um, they have a, a really uh, interesting, uh, exciting podcast called Searching for Mana. Uh, they've had some great minds uh, on that over the years. I think season five is soon to kick off or has just kicked off. Uh, so we'll make sure to point people in that direction. Uh, this Missing Link podcast is being um, hosted within that podcast network. So we're excited to be working with them on this 
production, if that's what we can call it. Speaking um, of major partners. Yeah. And Mana Search does so much for us as well in terms of helping build that scalable and, and growing global team that we talked about. That's right. Yeah. Mana Search are a uh, are dedicated uh, search firm, um, you know, focused really on that crypto space, you know, key roles across the whole uh, the whole spectrum of, uh, of positions. So they've been a huge support with us on that side. And we're excited to, um, yeah, run, run through this podcast with them. They find the best people. And I'm not just saying that because they found me. <laughs> yeah, they didn't find me. So I was probably saying something. <laughs> well, I think, um, you know, one of the things that we want to do each time on each episode is ask our guest, you know, you know, where do they sit in the crypto landscape and the insurance landscape? So I think we should start by asking ourselves that. So, you know, Dan, I want you to rate yourself on a scale of one to 10. How do you rank your insurance knowledge? Um, well, insurance, as you know, is a very broad space. Uh, I'm not going to claim to be uh, a high number across the whole space, but I think in you know a particular area, um, you know, and growing in collateralized reinsurance and ILS and uh, and you know some of these early programs that are coming through uh, that marketplace Lloyd structure, I'll put myself at a eight. Yeah. And what about uh, crypto knowledge? Uh, crypto, I've been in for a bit longer, uh, not so much on the technical side, um, or yeah, conceptually how the business model of decentralization can be applied to different, uh, different verticals. Um, but there's a, a lot of incredibly smart minds. I think that'll, you know, set me at a more humble 7.3. <laughs> That's me. What about yourself on the insurance side of things? Yeah, the insurance piece, it's it's so broad and it's a it, yeah, it's a huge industry. I mean, we've gone to a few conferences this year and that's definitely, you know, made me feel more confident in my skills. Um but I think I've, you know, been pretty isolated in this idea of uh crypto insurance and and just, you know, insure tech in general. So, I'm going to go with a 6 for insurance. Um I hope that, you know, by the end of this podcast, I'm like way up there higher right. as well as our listeners yeah um and how about for crypto crypto i'm gonna go with a strong nine you know i crypto has been not only you know my career for the past you know seven years i i started in 2014 as my hobby is just something i was super passionate about you know i have this this strong passion that decentralization is going to allow us to take power away from you know governments and institutions corporations and banks and return that back to individuals you know it allows us to work so closely together as as just peers um and creating this global economy so you know i really i have the experience working in it i have the experience uh just daydreaming about it and what it could be um and i'm i'm really looking forward to the future yeah, I remember you coming into the team and you'd had five or six years at Shapeshift uh, and we were also hiring for insurance roles and people who had spent 20 years in insurance roles were not considered dinosaurs, whereas you in a crypto <laughs> role for five years were considered a dinosaur. So, uh, yeah, you certainly have more. Um, That's because know, more crypto years those. are uh, dog years. So really, I've That's been right. in the industry for 30 plus years. <laughs> 35, 40 years. <laughs> exactly. And we've certainly benefited from that. Um, very cool. 
Yes. And yeah, I think, you know, the next place for us to really go is, you know, why why are we starting this podcast? You know, we touched on it at the beginning there, but what is the missing link and and why does insurance need crypto? Or I guess yeah. the other way around, why does crypto need insurance? I mean, it goes both <laughs> ways, really. It does. It does. I, I think that's the whole point is there is a really exciting opportunity in providing new methods of risk transfer and uh, protection, asset protection for digital assets and all the accompanying risks uh, that the space is seeing. Uh, and we all know we're seeing lots of um, insurable events that are uninsured. Uh, you know, when I first started diving into the research about four years ago, um, you know, it was a varied statistic of around 1% insured. Um, and that number doesn't seem to have increased all that much when you, you know, still see um, not just the overall amount of assets, but all the different types of risks that are being demanded by the space. And and there have been a huge plethora of uh, solutions uh, that have come into the market. Uh, you know, I think Nexus Mutual is definitely a notable mention that kind of paved the way for just the concept of insurance being required and, and being applicable to decentralized finance. Um, and since then, there's been, you know, a real uh, burst of activity in, uh, for, uh, with lots of different business models, which has been so exciting. There's been uh, decentralized insurance protocols or insurance mutuals um, where they can use token to, uh, to you know, monitor uh, and allow governance and, and various different other pieces. Uh, there's been a growth of brokers that are looking to place different types of risk. Uh, underwriters that are looking to understand understand the risk, um, and for us, names is being built to bring all of that activity into a, a single environment, so that these programs can collaborate, they can compete, um, and the maturity of the overall space can grow. Um, so that's the first side is the insurance um, for digital assets, uh, which is kind of where we started. And it was started on the basis of saying assets need to match liabilities. We need to be able to grow Bitcoin capacity to cover Bitcoin risk. And we need to be able to grow Ether capacity to cover Ether risk. But when you start to say, well, we can, through that same methodology, grow stablecoin capacity, so pegged to the dollar, to cover dollar-denominated risk, that could be helpful for the crypto space, particularly in areas like directors and officers cover where they need to pay you know, lo lo legal fees, et cetera, in dollars. But it really says, well, perhaps what is built for the crypto space through smart contracts, tokenization, all of these things that we'll get to in depth throughout the podcast, um, you know, how can they be applied to the wider, more traditional insurance landscape? It's all dollar denominated uh, crypto native um, protection and perhaps this new technology, Web3, can bring both the transfer of information and the transfer of value uh, into one you know, solution for catastrophe and beyond. Uh, and so, yeah, that, that for me is, is exciting, is to not just showcase the amazing players in the space doing some fascinating things, but also showcase how the technology can inspire new innovations. Uh, and, you know, who knows beyond that? Yeah, one of my favorite things about us being, you know, truly crypto native, um, you know, working in the, you know, treasury management um, at Shapeshift, you know, we would talk to custodians and they would have these policies and they sounded, you know, really, they sounded large. They, you know, 
$50 million, $100 million. And then when you really would think about it, it was that was all that they had for everything that was on their platform. And so really, you know, it, it wouldn't go as deep if if they really had a major event, you know, happen. Um, as well as if the price doubled or tripled, which we know can happen in crypto, you know, pretty easily. Um, so I think that, you know, finding this balance of having, you know, true access to to crypto native insurance policies um, is going to really change the way that these custodians can operate and and really make, you know, those of us that need custodians um, feel more confident and secure in, in using them. Yeah. And, and I think another piece is how appropriate regulation feeds in. I know a lot of the well, all of the crypto space and a lot of people beyond that have been following the news of FTX recently, um, how regulation perhaps did or didn't play a role there. And so, you know, for us, insurance is a heavy regulated space and, you know, we want to play within uh, those appropriate parameters with the right regulators. Names is regulated over in uh, Bermuda um, uh, under the Bermuda Monetary Authority. Um, and so it's, you know, interesting just to pull in these various different uh, pieces of the puzzle that are all going through their own progress. Um, and, you know, for us at Names, providing a, a space under that regulatory clarity for other partners to come and build interesting products for uh, for crypto and beyond is, you know, is really rewarding. Um, you know, I'm intrigued. Using smart contracts and, you know, using these decentralized tools to allow us to do that. That's right. And, you know, that's why the education piece is so important for us is, you know, insurance people don't understand crypto necessarily, but are certainly becoming more curious and, you know, vice versa. And, and uh, we want to, um, yeah, use this podcast as the that missing link in between, perhaps. Perhaps it has lots of meanings. Um, and so, <laughs> go on. Well, I was going to say the other, you know, major piece for me that I think is a win for the crypto world um, and, and bringing in this insurance marketplace is real yields, real sustainable yields that, you know, people can achieve with with putting their crypto, you know, up um, as collateral or, you know, capital uh, for some of these reinsurance programs. Um, and so, you know, we've I remember last year we were really thinking like, gosh, how are we going to compete uh, with 19 percent um, mm-hmm. yields? Um, you know, nineteen thousand percent, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. yeah. um, you know, we've seen a lot of this yield farming in the crypto space and people just jumping from project to project. Um, but what we need in the space is, is something that's actually real and sustainable. And so, you know, with uh, our insurance marketplace, you know, we'll be able to provide um, opportunities for people to actually earn real yield and uncle yeah, yeah. the market yield, which is a whole whole other, you know, basket. Yeah, exactly. So much to discuss and so little time. Um, yeah, we I, the the real world use case I think is key. It's not just a real world use case for uh, for the investors, but it's a real world real world use case for the technology. And that's not to say that there aren't real real world use cases for uh, the technology. There are some absolutely incredible projects out there that are capturing the minds of um, let's say traditional finance folk uh, and you know beyond in the art world and. Uh, and and so on um and so it's just adding you know adding to that is uh, insurance and risk transfer and that whole world is uh has a real utility for projects and individuals and investors that can allow liquidity money to flow and and 
yeah, I think putting those uh, pieces all together and, and introducing it to the space is something we're excited about. You mentioned the uncorrelated piece. Um, could you expand on that? Yeah, well, you know, my favorite example that we use is the hurricane. So uh, if you have $100 million worth of, you know, hurricane insurance, you know, that insurance company is going to want to get reinsurance so they don't leave that liability on their balance sheet. And, uh, you know, that hurricane doesn't care what the stock market's doing. It doesn't care what interest rates are. Um, it doesn't care what the price of Bitcoin is. You know, it's going to be completely outside of the rest of your portfolio. And so we know that diversification is key for, you know, a, a solid uh, portfolio. Yeah, right. And so that's really us looking to introduce insurance as an asset class to to the space. And that's, you know, one of the powerful things about tokenization is you can, um, you know, create a simple uh, tool for holding value and trading value. Um, and sometimes illiquid assets, you know, the mm -hmm. tokenization of illiquid assets, I think that's going to be uh, one of my predictions for, for 2023 is that's going to be a huge, even bigger topic. Obviously, people are already talking about it, but I think we're just going to see uh, tokenization um, be key next year. Absolutely. And, and really took, you know, take it that step further. Why does insurance need crypto? Um, you know, anytime you put something on chain, it makes it more transparent. Um, you know, you can trust code rather than trust humans. Um, and hopefully we can make this process of, you know, the, the market of insurance a bit more efficient and clear. Yeah. And, and it's not, you know, when I talk about information and value it's not just the transfer of those pieces you also have the the regulatory responsibilities the legal uh nuances that get roped into people holding very different amounts of value so you know the regulator regulator piece for me just to bring up the ftx idea again is that i think there's an interesting opportunity for projects to um not 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 self-regulate to replace their own external regulation but to show that you know something like proof of reserves for example is becoming more talked about uh within these exchanges um is saying that if you're able to in real time assess how a protocol or a marketplace or a uh, an exchange is operating behind the scenes why not use that to show the public that information so that they can have trust in what you're doing but also feed that into your periodic reporting to regulators so that they have an easy time of it and you can see the way that this works in the traditional world when you go through a regulatory process is that there are questions or requirements that actually are are moot points now mm -hmm. uh, because of the way that the technology works and so I'm, I'm interested, you know, when we talk about what's coming up for next year, and we'd love to hear your thoughts as well, is to see more projects, and we're certainly wanting to be one of those, that can make regulators' lives easier when it comes to automatic reporting. Um, so, yeah, lots to make come. Make everyone's and, lives easier. That's the goal. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, yeah, I mean, you know, on, the, on that thought, do you have any interesting themes uh, throughout next year? I know we're looking to... Um, you know, interview some really interesting characters that are uh, that have been in the space for a while and certainly aren't going anywhere. Uh, what what do you see as some key talking points for next year? Yeah, I think just 
finding the balance, you know, the industry needs to recover from this large black eye that, you know, we suffered from the FDX debacle as well as, you know, uh, Terra, um, you know, Terra breaking its peg. Um, so I think it, I, I think next year will be about re rebirth growth. You know, they say you build in, in bear markets. And so, you know, that's what we're doing. I think that's what the industry is doing. Um, some other predictions just, I think we'll see, you know, mergers and acquisitions, um, being much higher. We'll see some projects fail, of course. Um, but yeah, if, if people, if, if the people out there really believe in that, you know, transparent, trusted, tradable lifestyle, I guess, that we're building, you know, just, just keep building and, and, you know, we'll, we will get to another <laughs> top again. We, we will survive <laughs> this. So yeah, we're, I think we're all going to make it right. Yeah. We're all going to make it. Well, so, yeah, no, uh, no small task. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, no pressure. Um, but, uh, you know, as uh, our listeners will hopefully uh, hear, uh, there's some amazing folk and amazing minds that are working on these big problems and we're very grateful and humbled to be um, speaking to them. So definitely keep an eye out and an ear out uh, for the episodes that will be coming out throughout this year. Uh, another final big thank you and shout out to our podcast partners, uh, Searching for Mana uh, by Mana Search. Um, and yeah, really just exciting to excited to uh, put a bright spotlight on some of the best solutions that are bringing insurance to crypto and, and crypto to insurance. And um, very grateful to be doing it with you, Daniel. That's right. Let's go. Episode zero down the missing link. Done. We're one step closer to finding the missing link. If you enjoy our show, please rate and review us wherever you get your podcast and be sure to come back next month. Until then, we are The Missing Link.